to give uh, 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 understanding today to the biblical expressions of praise. One of the things we've been seeing with regards to praise and worship and thanksgiving especially is that God is a God of variety, and, and, and God is a, 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 a God that doesn't limit things to just sort of one idea of praise. I mean, the Bible talks about singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart. And so I want to talk today about biblical expressions of how we are to praise the Lord. We do not praise the Lord in our own way, amen? But we praise him in his way, and his way has been explained to us, to us throughout the Bible. So I want, to, I want to look at those expressions, but I want to give us four kind of just, uh, before we do that, I want to give us four just simple thoughts and then we're going to look into uh, ex real expressions of praise. First of all, and we will talk about it again today, we've been talking about it already, praise comes from our mouths. Okay, The Bible in Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be where? In my mouth. Okay? The Bible says also in Psalm 51, verse 15, O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. So we praise the Lord with our mouths, and we'll talk about that more in just a moment. Another thing that we use to praise the Lord is instruments. Psalm 15, 3 and 5 says, Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and the flute. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clanging cymbals. It's interesting in Psalm 7, verse 17, I don't have it, uh, I don't have it to quote to you, but it talks about praise, and it gives, the, it gives the Hebrew expression of it or the picture of what praise is, is that it is making music by striking your fingers on strings or parts of a musical instrument. So we praise with our mouths. We praise with instruments, but we also praise with our whole heart. Psalm 111 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. You know our praise is to be with our whole being, not just in a half-hearted manner. And, and, and that also not is just, that's not only talking about the expression or the exuberance of praise, but that is also talking about where our attention is. How many have been in a church service and got out of the church service <laughs> and wondered, what did the pastor say? And, not, and I'm not meaning in the sense of, like, they didn't understand the pastor, but because you were thinking about everything that was going on throughout the course of the week, all the bad stuff that happened to you in the last week, that your attention was focused on all of those things. You might have even sung all the choruses, but you couldn't turn around and think and say, well, we sang this song because your attention was divided. I've been there. I hate to say it, I've been there as a preacher. What did I preach this morning? Okay. 
I'm being honest because sometimes we come into service, okay? I mean, that is an aspect of why also, I, I'm not, this is just a little freebie in there. That's an aspect of why also praise and worship is beneficial because praise and worship, as we are entering into a service, praise and worship should be a time when our focus and our attention is taken away from all the things that we've gone through the week, all the things that have happened in the morning before we come to church, the argument with our spouse in the car on the way to church, and then we come and walk into church, and it's like, okay, now I'm going to get my focus and attention upon God. Okay? But our, our praise needs to be with our whole heart. Okay? So it, it can't be, it shouldn't be divided or distracted. It should not be in a place of unbelief. Our complete attention, our focus, our adoration is upon him, not ourselves. You know? It shouldn't be worrying about... Okay, nobody's wearing a hat. Good. It shouldn't be worrying about... I'm going to pick on you, Sister Evelyn. Okay? It shouldn't be worrying... Well, Sister Evelyn's hat is too big today in church. Or her hair is too big today. I love the hair, by the way. All right? But, you know, it's like some people come and they get so focused on everything else that they don't think about the service. They don't think about God. Their attention is on everyone else and not God. All right? It should be, it should be done, yes, with passion and energy. And I recognize, by the way, I recognize that that looks differently for different people. God has made us in a place of variety. Amen? Some of us are allowed and exuberant, amen? No? Yeah, some of us are allowed and exuberant. Some of us are a little more quiet and reserved. You know, like my wife, you know where she is most of the time. You know what she's thinking all the time, all right? You know when she's upset, or I know when she's upset. <laughs> some of us are we're built differently, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. It would be all really boring if we were all like me. It would be. It would be boring if we were all like you too. Okay? It would be boring. So praise is with our whole heart. Praise is with our heart. It's an involvement of our heart. It's an involvement of our spirit. It's an involvement of our entire being, our entire person. Fourthly, in this area, praise is with our understanding or in intelligence. Psalm 47, verse 7 says, For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. Or sing praises with intelligence. Or sing praises with skill. Or sing praises wisely. All of these words encompass this word when it says there, sing praises with understanding. There's intelligence involved. There's skill involved. It's done, it's, it's done wisely in the sense that we, we use our faculties, our, our mental faculties, to worship and praise the Lord. We need to sing praises with skill. You know, sometimes in the church, people say, well, I just want to come in and do my thing. You know, there's a place for free worship, if you want to say. But there is also a place where coordinated worship and praise unto God is a good and a beneficial thing. Okay? Uh, it would it would be ugly. The praise would be ugly if every one of us on the stage decided to play in our own key, 
sing the song that we wanted to sing at the, uh, on do it all at the same time. It needs to be in skill. There needs to be skill involved. Also, sing in a way that is instructive with intelligence. Think about what you're singing. Think about what you're saying. It should make sense. It should be clear. It should have an understanding to it. It, 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 and, and it should be, it, as, as some translations say, the sacrifice of praise, it should be giving our best unto the Lord. Giving our best unto the Lord. All right, let's look at biblical expressions. And when I'm talking about biblical expressions, I'm talking about outward expressions of praise that the Bible says. Psalm 47, verse 6 got lots of scripture today so you can write them down if you need to psalm 47 verse 6 says sing praises to god sing praises sing praises to our king sing praises we are to use our voice in praise we are to use our voice in praise i mentioned it last week but sometimes i've heard people say well i'm just praising in my heart and I will say to you this right now, very clearly, that if praise is in your heart, it'll come out of your mouth. Okay? You cannot be silent, or you should not be silent, of the things of God. If it's done here, it should come out of here. Okay? It's interesting that in the voice of praise, there's different aspects of the voice of praise. I mean, some of the things, like we get very easily singing like we did this morning but there's also shouting psalm 66 verse 1 says shout joyfully to god all you lands psalm 47 verse 1 says clap your hands all you people shout to god with a joyful voice shout to god with a joyful voice or shout to god with a voice of triumph okay it's interesting the universal word that many times are, you can find in most churches, the word hallelujah, means to cry aloud or to break out into a cry or to especially to give a cry of joy. The word hallelujah is an expression of joy, it's an expression of jubilation, and it is an expression of celebration. If you look in read through the Old Testament, you will find out that Israel did a lot of shouting. God told them to do a lot of shouting, especially when they went to war. Okay? Psalm 32, verse 11 says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous one, and shout for joy, all you are upright in heart. So there's a place an aspect of the, uh, using our voice in, in the house of God in our times of praise and worship is shouting unto the Lord. It's singing, shouting, all of these different things. Another one is even uh, speaking in tongues. One, 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says this, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. But he goes on to say, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Okay? The incredible gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was given to the church by Jesus with the sign of the speaking in tongues. 
It is wonderful that it is not just something that we can use in prayer, but we can also use in our singing, in our praise. And it is fantastic that, that we can express our praises to the Lord directly from our spirits to him through the Holy Spirit. Okay, sometimes we do it, or sometimes you'll hear me do it here. I'll sing in the Spirit, giving an expression of, 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 of praise unto God. Another thing that we can do with our mouths, give a loud song. Psalm 98 verse 4 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Break out in loud songs and sing praises. Okay? So loud songs are another aspect or expression of our voice unto the Lord. Now there's also reasons why we give praise through our mouths. One is that it gives forth the written word. Okay? Psalm 95 verse 2 says, Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise unto him with psalms, with the written word. Okay? Colossians 3 and 6 talks about how we are to teach and admonish one another. In fact, it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, as we're singing these things unto the Lord, we are not only declaring praise unto God, but we are in a place of teaching one another. Okay? We're in a place of teaching one another and admonishing or cautioning or warning one another through the words that we sing. Okay? So we, we need to understand that there is instruction that comes to us through the aspect of praise through the hymns, through the songs, through the spiritual songs that we sing. There's also, as we say, spiritual songs, songs inspired by the Spirit of the Lord, whether in our own language that we normally speak or in tongues, or even upon a musical interest, instrument. Sometimes prophetic songs or a song of the Lord, which is sung by the people, but it is originating from God. Zephaniah 3.17, it's an interesting one because here's a song of the Lord. Think about the words that he is saying here. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you with his love. Think about this last line. He will rejoice over you with singing. This is God speaking. This is God. God will rejoice over you with singing. Okay? So sometimes there's spiritual songs or songs of the Lord where God himself, in a sense, sings through his people, a song that he's given to them in their heart as an expression of his love and relationship with us. New songs. The Lord says in Psalm 149, verse 1, Praise the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the assembly of the godly ones. Now, we talked already on the hymns and all that controversy and stuff. And I get it, but I want you to understand today, 
there should be new songs coming from our heart all the time because God should be doing new things in our lives each and every day, each and every week. And those new songs should be inspired by what God's doing or the revelation that he's giving to us. Um, it's kind of like, remember when the children of Israel went through the Red Sea and the Egyptian army was wiped out? And if you were to look at that in Exodus chapter 15, all of a sudden as they went through the, as they passed through the sea and as the Egyptian army was wiped out, it talks about how Israel sang forth a song, you know, and we used to sing it in the church. It was an old chorus. You probably might remember it. I will sing unto the Lord, right? For he is triumphed gloriously. You don't remember? Yeah. The horse and rider fell into the sea. You remember that? And some of you remember that? Okay. That's the song that was sang. Okay. And, and, and Miriam, even in, in Exodus chapter 15, led the people, especially led the ladies at the end of the song, she led the ladies with that song of what God just did for them. It was a new song that God placed in their hearts, an expression of praise of the things that God has done in their lives. Every one of us should be having an expression of praise from our hearts of the things that God's doing for us right now and right today. You know, I think we might do it for Thanksgiving, so I'll give you a little heads up and a little warning. But sometimes people say, Pastor Chai, why don't you ask people for testimonies? And here's my frank answer today. I don't want to hear about what happened 15 years ago. Okay? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't want to hear about what happened 15 years ago. I want to hear about what God did for you last week. I find sometimes we, as Christians, are not very aware of the things that God's doing in our lives right here, right now. And I often find that we get stuck on an event or a situation, and you know what? Those things are good. There's a time and place for it. But there's also a place where we need to be current in our relationship with God. What's God doing for me this week? Some people say, well, and we think sometimes, well, God didn't do anything huge for me this week. Did you eat? Did you have a house over or a roof over your head? Do you have clothes to wear? Do you have a job? So maybe God didn't, you know, shoot down with a lightning bolt and do something spectacular and huge in your life this week, but he's provided all things. You're breathing. You have all the blessings. You have no need to worry about it. Like, listen, folks, yes, I look at everything that's happening in our world today, but I'm like, you know what? I had a great day out with my wife yesterday. We went to Red Deer. We went out for dinner. We went shopping. We went out for dinner again. We drove around. We had a good time. It was a great day. 
It was a good day. And so I thank the Lord that I had a great day with my wife. Bless the Lord. So we, we bless the Lord with our mouths. There's also a place, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, Habakkuk 2, verse 20, but the Lord in his, in his holy temple, let all the earth keep silence before him. There is also a place where praise is silence. Praise is silence. And there's, there's a place for that in our lives. I was thinking of something. You're going to have to you, you, amuse me if, if, if this morning. All right? On the count of three, I want you to shout praise the Lord. All right? All right? You ready? You're going to lead this sister? Praise the Lord. Three. I figured, like, we got to practice this. You ready? <laughs> all right. On count of three, I want to hear your best praise the Lord, all right? One. Oh, and if we don't do it well, I'll make you do it again, all right? <laughs> One. And I'm not going to shout because I'll blow your ears out with this on. One, two, three. Okay, I, I, can, I can live with that. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. With our mouths, we praise the Lord. Lifting of hands to praise the Lord. Psalm 63, verses 4 to 5 says, Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul will be satisfied as the marrow and fatness, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Often we think of, and it is, it is true, it is, is correct, we think of lifting our hands in a place of surrender, in a place of love, even as a child stretches forth their hands. You know, when the babies or kids run to me and they lift up their hands to me, they're, they're, they're wanting me to hold, pick them up and hold them. They're wanting to get into my arms. They're wanting, they're wanting to be embraced by me. But let's, let's look up some biblical thoughts to raising of our hands. Psalm 141, verse 2 says, Let my prayer be set forth before you as incense, and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So lifting our, of our hands is a, is, a, is a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of worship, a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord. Psalm 63, verses, oh, I, I just read that. Well, 3 uh, says there, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus will I bless you. I will lift up my hands in your name. So uh, lifting of our hands is an expression of gratitude. It's an expression of thankfulness. It's an expression of faith. It says there, your loving kindness is better than life. Because of that, I will lift up my hands. Because of that, I will bless you. Because of that, I will lift up my hands in your name. It's a place of dependence and surrender. Psalm 50, verse 23 says, Whosoever sacrifices a thanks offering or a praise offering glorifies me, and I will show him the salvation of God. That word there in the Hebrew gives the picture again of the extension of our hands. So whoever offers a thank offering or a praise offering through an extension of their hand, through the, raised of the raising of their hands, 
is, a, is making an offering of thanks, thankfulness unto the Lord. Here's an interesting one. Psalm 119.48 says, My hands I will lift up unto your commandments, which I have loved. I will meditate on your statutes. statutes. So the lifting of our hands in this indication or in this situation indicates the desire to receive God's word, to delight in God's word, and to submit unto his word. I will lift my hands, I will lift up uh, my hands unto your commandments. We receive God's word, the desire to receive God's word, we delight in his word, and we submit to his word. Another one, Psalm 143, verse 6 says, I stretch forth my hands unto you, my soul thirsts after you as a thirsty land. So the expression of stretching forth our hands, the expression of lifting our hands before the Lord is, is like we are looking or seeking after or we're eagerly desiring the Lord in a place of faith and dependence in a need in our need and, and submission unto him it's just like we are, we want him so much that even as a as a as a land that is barren as a land that is thirsty as a land that is in a place of drought and needing rain we lift up our hands before the lord and say lord i need you that much we have another sometimes we sing the old chorus as a deer pants for the waters so my soul longs after you. And so as we lift our hands before the Lord, it is lifting in a place of saying, God, I want you, I need you. I trust in you, I surrender to you. So we lift our hands in that fashion, clapping our hands. Clapping our hands. Clapping is, is not just to keep the beat, amen? It's not just to keep the beat. Clapping, Psalm 47, verse 1 says, Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a joyful voice or a voice of triumph. Clapping is a response that we use to give an expression of appreciation, of thanks, especially after a victory or a celebration. When we clap in church before God, this is what we are doing. We're giving an expression of praise. We're giving an expression of thanksgiving. We're giving an expression of worship before him and an appreciation and love. I think we understand that very well because it's, it's used in our everyday, even lives, so forth. What about kneeling and bowing? Psalm 95, verse 6, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Ephesians 3 and 14 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 19, verse 4 says, The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen and Alleluia. Bowing down is an activity or as an expression of praise, of humility, of surrender, of worship, of recognizing the majesty and supremacy of God. It's a place of commitment and covenant, man, that we bow down to him and his purpose. It is interesting, it is interesting that often, or I shouldn't say often, sometimes we sing songs that references bowing down to the Lord in worship but we don't really see it very often. Sometimes I've seen it. 
Sometimes I've done it. But I'm, I want us to understand this morning, it is suitable and it is biblically correct to act what we are saying. What do I mean by that? It is suitable and biblically correct to say that if I say, I will, you know, the, I clap, oh, there's a the song, clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I should probably clap my hands. Okay? If the song saying, worship and bow down before the Lord, it, it's suitable for us to worship and bow down before God. It is suitable when the Bible, when the songs talk about or the things that we talk about, about lifting up our, our hands before the Lord. It is suitable to lift up our hands before the Lord. Again, it's not just to be an expression of our heart, but the expression of our heart should come forth from our entire being, and we should do the things that the Bible says. Okay? Bowing down, standing as well. Standing as well. Psalm 134, verse 1 says, Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Do you know there was a class of singers, or there was a group of singers in the Old Testament, in the temple, who devoted the night, as a, 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 and who were devoted at night to worship and praise God through the evening, through the night? It was like there was praise in the house of God 24-7. But I'll tell you something. There is a place where, where we are to stand in the house of the Lord. We're to stand in a place before God. We're to stand and worship and honor and bless his name, just as we are to also kneel and worship and honor and bless his name. This last one's for our brother at the back. Dancing. Psalm 149, verse 3 says, Let them praise him with, tam with dancing. All right? Psalm 150, verse 4, just so you know, it's in the Bible at least twice. All right? Praise him with tambourine and dancing. All right? Here's the question that I have. Why is it that people have no difficulty dancing out in the clubs and the parties? or at the celebrations of weddings, or at Christmas, but we struggle with this in the church, even when we have biblical instructions to do so. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, now, you know, I'm not saying go crazy, okay? I'm just saying, why is it that in the church we have difficulty with this expression of praise, but we can go out to a party, we can go out to a club, I mean, Christians, sometimes, I don't do it, but we can go out to an event, we can go to a wedding, and we can dance the night away, but in church, we don't. And listen, I am not talking about the things that some people call dancing today. I am also, you know, a very aware of certain forms of dance, and you know what? Biblical dancing, the dancing before the Lord, is not to draw attention to ourselves. It's not just simply for the love of dancing, just like we shouldn't be praising God for the love and praise and worship. Our praise and worship is to him and for him. Okay? But I'm talking about the expression that comes out of our heart. 
Here's the thing about it. I will go out and celebrate somebody's wedding, celebrate them getting married, dance, and say, yes, wonderful. But I'll come into church and say, I better be solemn. I better be respectful. And yet the Lord has saved me. He's touched my life. He's forgiven my sin. He's made me into a new person. I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. Yes, with you, Remy. God's made me into a new person. My sins are gone. I'm a brand new man. I've been made more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I've been delivered. I've, I have victory in my life, and yet I just, oh, praise God. Oh, you are so good to me. There is a place. But why can't we celebrate? Why don't we celebrate? what he's done for us in such an incredible, meaningful way as dancing before the Lord. I promise you, I promise you that if these legs worked a little better, you would see it from me. And I promise you that when God touches these legs, you won't be able to contain it. The value of dancing is what I would say is for many of these expressions. And the, here, let me deal with maybe some of the hearts, part of the issues. It requires us to set aside our embarrassments. It requires us to set aside our pride. It requires us to set aside what we think others are thinking about us. It requires us to become vulnerable before the Lord and even vulnerable before others as we praise God with our entire being. Paul gives us an interesting statement when he says this in 1 Corinthians, that which is spiritual is not first, but, that, but the natural and then the spiritual. The order is first the natural, then the spiritual. I often think that we are looking for spiritual freedom many times, but we hold back in the physical or the natural. We want to see a release in our spirits, but I'm going to tell you something. Part of that release comes when we're ready to release the natural in a in ex physical expression, you know. We hold back. We hold back. And it's not a it's not a beneficial thing. You know? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mark 12, 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You know, we talked a little bit about this before. 2 Samuel 6, verse 14 says, Daniel, or David danced before the Lord with all of his might. He danced before the Lord with all of his might. 
his entire being as the king even embarrassed his wife but he looked at it and said my god is worthy i think about the man at the gate beautiful the bible says in acts 3 and verse 8 jumping up he stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking and as the bible says leaping and praising the lord listen i'm not talking i'm not talking about going crazy in that sense but listen god's done so much for us Why is it I can celebrate when the Oilers put that little black disc in a puck or of a puck in a net? I can celebrate and rejoice over overpaid millionaires putting a puck in the net or a ball in the net. Which has absolutely no eternal spiritual significance. It just means my team beat yours. But I'm standing in the presence of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who created this world, the one who's created me, the one who saved me, the one who loves me, the one who laid down his life for me. And somehow I can't express that towards him with all of my being. There's a problem. These are the biblical expressions of praise. And again, I understand it's going to look different for some people. Some people, you know, when they dance, you're going to know it. Some people, they're just going to do a little shift or jig or whatever you want to call it, and they're dancing with all their might. That's fine. I'm not talking about we all got to look the same. Just talking about these expressions unto God. Who should praise the Lord? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That includes you and me. Each one that is here, we are to honor and worship and praise the Lord. So I hope that gives you some understanding and, and gives you some reflection as to the things or why we do certain things in the house of God. Why why those expressions are part of the